The top of the sixth is on, and the Evergreens are using a third pitcher. Here comes Kyler Soppy. So Hayden Davidowski came on in the fifth inning, got the final out with runners on the corners, and now gives way to Kyler Soppy. We can now close the book on Hudson starter Logan Von Burge, who worked four and two-thirds innings. Gave up three runs. Two of them were earned. That third run is a base runner who came aboard via an error. Von Burge gives up four hits. He struck out six and walked three. Here's Brennan Descharm. He's number five in the Hudson batting order. You know, if Kyler is efficient, he won't have to face the top of the Hudson order again. That is, if he can work clean here in the sixth and seventh. Kyler Soppy ready to work. Up high, ball one. Not a lot of hits today. The Evergreens have four. Hudson has only two hits. Soppy, righty, coming home. That's a little high, too. Two balls and no strikes. Descharm is one for two today, singled in the second. Got all the way over to third base. Mac Hudson had the bases loaded in the third and was turned away. Two-o pitch made the adjustment and gets a strike. Soppy is over the plate. Soppy pitching has a win for the Evergreens and a save. In fact, Soppy was the winning pitcher when the Evergreens beat Wausau East. Hit to left, coming in and making the catch. That's our new left fielder. It's not Nate Langbin anymore because Nate is now playing third base because of the pitching change. In fact, yeah, the infield, because Soppy was the second baseman, moves around now. Wyatt Miles is now at second base, and Nate Langman's over at third. One out, Hunter Carlson to bat. Yeah, a couple of years ago, we had night baseball when we played Walsall West. Pitches outside, one ball, no strikes. That was a doubleheader. In fact, if I remember, the first game was some wild games, like 14 to 6. And then the second game, the Evergreens had a lead, and West came back and beat us in the nightcap. But, but that was late by the time that we were done, playing under the floodlights like we are here. There's a strike from Soppy to Hunter Carlson, one ball and one strike. We will do it again tomorrow. I'm debating whether Argos, the Great Dane, will make his first appearance at Simon Field. Maybe not. He's only a puppy. A 120-pound puppy, granted. Outside, two balls and one strike. We're training Argos at home to do all kinds of good things, to fetch foul balls, to bark and growl at bad calls. Two and one here to Hunter Carlson. Checked his swing. No, that's a strike. Called strike. Two balls and two strikes. You know, as I am an inexperienced Great Dane owner, you know, they, they grow so fast that it actually tires them out. Great Danes love a nap in the afternoon, just like his owner. And when I come home, because I, I work so early in the morning when I'm not doing baseball games, when I want to go to sleep early, Argos is always agreeable to that too. Two balls and two strikes.
hard hit to the left side, and that's through. A one-out hit for Hunter Carlson. Out of the reach of shortstop Chris Wiesman and hard hit. So the Evergreens weren't going to make a play on that. In fact, he's chugging into second base, and he's in to second base. And now there's going to be, yeah, how are we going to score that? That's going to be a hit and an error. Yes, a hit and then bobbled in the outfield. That's how Hunter Carlson got himself down to second base. Here's Kyler Javi to bat now with one out and a runner in scoring position. So Kyler Soppy deserved a little bit better. That runner should be at first base and instead is there at second. Three nothing Everest, but Hudson's trying to get closer. Up high, ball one. You know what is also the best thing about having a dog named Argos? You know right away who knows their Greek. Do you know your Greek? I'll tell you in a minute. If at some point in high school or college you need to read Homer's The Odyssey, Argos is Odysseus's dog, the most loyal dog ever. That's why we named him Argos, one ball and one strike. When Odysseus is shipwrecked after 20 years, he finally returns home and finds his loyal dog Argos waiting for him. Others here in the press box believe their days of reading Greek were behind them. Fouled back into the catcher's mitt. Two balls and one strike. And you know the reason that we have a Great Dane in the first place over at my house is we go over to the dog park at uh, Rib Mountain. And there are three other owners of Great Danes there. And they're such great dogs, it's what convinced me that that's the next dog that I want. Two balls and one strike. Took something off, swing and a miss, and it fouled back and hits Nick Cotter. And Nick Cotter is down. Mm. And Nick Cotter has still not gotten back to his feet. I think that hit down and then came up. You understand? Yes, you do understand. So the athletic trainer is going to take a look at Nick Cotter as we will stop here for an injury at two balls and two strikes. Yeah, at the Rib Mountain Dog Park, the other Great Dane is Major. Major is a big dog. And then there's another lady who has two Great Danes, Duke and Tulip. Nick Cotter has now gotten up to his knees, but has not yet gotten to his feet. The athletic trainer and Coach Dave Langman are out to have a talk. And Nick Cotter, who apparently really is a glutton for punishment puts the headgear back on and says, I'm ready to go. Yeah, you got to wonder tomorrow, will Nick Cotter catch both games? That, that, that's a lot. And Andrew Cotter is the Evergreens backup catcher, but he'll be over with the JV. Ready to go again at two balls and two strikes. Hudson's got a runner at second base with one out. Soppy to Javi. Checked his swing. I think he went. Did he go? Oh, my. No. They say he held up. Close. 
You know what? The infield umpire doesn't have a good look at that when he's over in position B. When there's a runner on base, he's got to be over on the infield instead of over at first. Infield umpire gets a better view of check swing or no check swing when he's over in position A at first base. I mean, that's just the situation here. The umpire's got to be there at second. And it's three balls and two strikes, so Javi is going to get to see another pitch. Coming home, and that is outside, ball four. Hudson will bring the tying run to the plate. No, I beg your pardon, tying run still in the on-deck circle. Runners at first and second with one out. Here's Ben Land. Left fielder. Nope, pinch hitter here. Nineteen. Trexpin is the pinch hitter. Coach looked up here just to verify So here we go. First and second, one out. Hudson's biggest threat in a while in this ballgame, and they opt for a pinch hitter. First pitch from Soppy. There's strike one. Let's see. I don't have my scorecard in front of me. This is Tretzpin. What's his first name? Quinn. 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 So we'll see if Quinn Tretzpin figures into the scoring in this game. He's down one ball, uh, no balls, and one strike. Swing and a miss. Big cut. Swung right through it. No balls, two strikes. See if Hudson opts for another pinch hitter after this. The number nine batter is due up. Double play ends this inning. That sounds just fine, yes? Quinn Tretzpin is down on the count. No balls, two strikes. Soppy coming home. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Tipped it back to the catcher, Nick Cotter, who held on to it. So Tretzpin comes off the bench, sees only three pitches, and has struck out. And Landon Zitoli will indeed not take his turn. Peyton Lawrence to pinch hit. But now there are two outs. Runners on first and second, and the Evergreens still clinging to this 3-0 lead. Hudson threatening in the top of the sixth. It is getting late. First pitch, just outside, ball one. Kyler Soppy kind of held his glance in there like thinking that was maybe a strike. Soppy's the third pitcher used by the Evergreens here. A ball and no strikes. Checking the lead runner at second. Leg kick and coming home. There's a strike, one and one. Hudson is threatening here because of a one-out hit from Hunter Carlson. And then a one-out walk. Soppy also works more deliberately when there are runners on base. And now he steps off. Hudson has threatened runners in scoring position in the second, third, fifth, and now here in the sixth. But they have not broken through yet against Everest pitching. One ball and one strike. Soppy coming home. 
Breaking ball stays inside and not by much. Two and one. Kyler's a junior. Hitting well, leads the team in hits. He's been an effective pitcher in relief. He's played a good second base. And we're glad to see him back for next season. Two balls and a strike. Ground ball to third. Wiesman, the shortstop, has it. This is a long throw. Got him by a step, and the inning is over. Chris Wiesman with a sure and accurate throw across the diamond. Hudson is turned away, and the shutout is still in place. We'll go to the bottom of the six. D.C. Everest three. Hudson Raiders nothing on 93.9 The Game and everythingevergreens.com. Bottom of the sixth inning with the Evergreens leading 3-0. It'll be another inning of work for Will Averly. Averly got the final out in the fifth and stays out for the sixth. Wyatt Miles is scheduled to lead off the inning, but Elijah Schmidt is out for the Evergreens in the on-deck circle. It looks like Elijah is going to get a chance to pinch hit here. For the season, he's two for nine. Pinch hitter for the Evergreens, Elijah Schmidt. Unless Hudson has a big comeback in them, get these three runs back, those will be the Evergreens' last at-bats of the night. And Elijah Schmidt will start us off. Only four hits today for the Evergreens. First pitch is down low, bounces off the plate from Will Avery. Again, what's Avery's mission here? He's got to keep this a 3-0 game. I mean, there are still comeback possibilities at 3-0, but you go down 4 or 5. There we go. Elijah Schmidt takes strike. One ball, one strike. Sure, Coach Langman speaks to us with eye contact alone. It's our own special language. One and one to Elijah Schmidt taking, and that's down low. Two balls and a strike. Again, I mean, the Evergreens are letting some of their bench players get at-bats here. So, I mean, Hudson, you can't give up free passes or give up additional runs in this spot. Will Averly's got to be about his business. And that is down low, three balls and one strike. Elijah's probably going to be asked to take here, and we'll probably get to swing away if we get to three and two. Evergreens would love an insurance run or two in this spot, and if you're going to be given a walk, you've got to take it in this spot. Three balls, one strike, and that is on the outside corner. Elijah Schmidt thought that was ball four, and he threw his bat, too. Mm-hmm. Not only was he a step or two down towards first base, he tossed his bat towards the Everest dugout. And now it's three balls and two strikes. 
and a soft fly to left. You like that better, don't you? That's better than a walk. That's a hit to left center field. Elijah Schmidt has singled. Olson. Here comes Braxton Olson. Braxton pitched and did not factor in the decisions in the second game over in Wapan. Runner is going. He stumbled and the throw. Swipe tag. Got him. He's out. Yeah, Elijah Schmidt may have had that base stolen, but kind of stumbled between first and second base. And that leadoff runner is erased. This is Braxton Olson's first at-bat of the varsity season. Stays up high. I believe we are one ball, no, two balls, no strikes. Two and oh. Evergreen's five hits, Hudson three hits. The Evergreens looking for a shutout. Pitch there is in. Two balls and one strike. As we look ahead to the Hudson 7th, the top of their batting order will be coming up against Kyler Soppy. Ground ball to third. Fielded across the diamond. Good throw from Willie Balmer, and Braxton Olson is out. Two up, two down. Kyler Soppy is scheduled to hit here. The Evergreens will use another pinch hitter. This is Jake Versamek. His first varsity at bat. Strike one. Okay. We are trying to determine who is wearing number 13 for the Evergreens. All right, there we go. The consensus tells us this is Pearson McDonald, who was just taken outside, two balls and one strike. Pearson's first varsity at bat. That's how you know that you don't play a lot of varsity baseball. When some other player is asked to give you, we need your jersey today. That's down low, it's three balls and one strike. Two outs and nobody on as the Evergreens play the bottom of the sixth inning. Coming home, ball four. So Will Averly gives up a walk with two outs. Nate Langbin will get to hit here. He's 0 for 3 tonight. Third baseman, Nate Langbin. Love to see Nate get something going. You know, when the Evergreens opened up their season against Adams, friendship had a couple of hits. In fact, I think he had three hits in that game. Nate was the hard luck losing pitcher earlier this week against Spash. He pitched well. No run support. Outside ball one to Nate Langbin.
You'd like to see these final outs come quickly just because tomorrow's going to be such an early morning. Runner takes a big lead. It's up high, two balls and no strikes. I'm thinking if I go home and get right to bed, there'd be time for a big breakfast at the Eagle's Nest. Get there when they open at 7, get over here around 8, ready for baseball tomorrow, 10 o'clock, when Holman comes to Simon Field. Can't do the games on an empty stomach. There's a strike, snap, throw down to first, safe. Two and one to Nate Langbin. I mean, when we're announcing the games, we can't eat during the game, so we uh, can't show up on an empty stomach. Not that I show up anywhere on an empty stomach, right? Right. And yes, I do have a new package of licorice in my satchel. Swing and a miss, two and two. When Dale Langbin was keeping the official scorebook here, Dale was a notorious licorice nibbler. In fact, I would bring in a new package at the end of the baseball season because I knew that he would use it. Checked his swing, did not go. Runners going, and it is a stolen base for Pearson McDonald. Count is full to Nate Langman with two outs. Now there's a runner in scoring position. Come on, Nate, pick him up here. Coming home at 3-2. Swing and a miss. Going to have to throw down to first base to complete the strikeout, and there it is. We are going to the seventh. Hudson needs three runs to keep this game going. Let's see if the Evergreens can close out the Raiders and put them on the trouble bus home. We'll come right back on 93.9 The Game and everythingevergreens.com. Hudson trails 3-0, and here comes their final at-bat in the top of the seventh inning. I'm Chris Conley, and Kyler Sapi will look to close it out and get himself a save. This would be Josh Hopkins, who was the starter for the Evergreens, worked four and two-thirds. It would be his first win as a varsity pitcher. Sapi is bidding for his second save of this season. I would think that the Evergreens tomorrow will have Brock Babish pitch. Not sure if it'll be in game one or game two. Wyatt Miles would also be available to pitch for the Evergreens. But again, you, you would have then Nate Langbin would be set to go for Tuesday's game at Wisconsin Rapids. So the Evergreens have ample pitching available for tomorrow's triangular. Again, the schedule, 10 a.m., D.C. Evers plays Holman on Saturday. Holman will play Superior in the second game. And then the third game, the Evergreens will play around 3.30 against Superior. 
Here's Willie Baumer to lead off in the seventh. Hudson needs base runners. They trail 3-0. It is his first appearance against Kyler Sapi. Up high, ball one. Boy, what would make this seventh inning go smoother? No free passes. Sapi has walked one and struck out one so far. One ball and no strikes. There's a strike, one and one, on the outside corner. Boy, if Hudson doesn't score here and winds up going back home on the bus, this is going to be the craziest day of their season. Got here late, two hours late because of a bus breakdown. They're going to get home super late. I mean, they've got a three-hour drive once this game ends. And a line drive caught by the shortstop, Chris Wiesman. That was ticketed for left center field. Wiesman moved over a step and made the catch. Baumer hit it hard. Wiesman is sure gloved, and there's the first out. And Willie Baumer is going to go home 0 for 4 today. Brayton Ducharme is 0 for 2. Walked and was left stranded at third base back in the fifth inning. Soppy's first pitch, curve, just outside, ball one to the lefty, Braden Ducharme. And meanwhile, you know what? The Evergreens have played well. The bats are still not as lively as you'd like them to be, but the defense has been solid, pitching's been good. Sliced down the third baseline and foul, one ball and one strike. So, I mean, the Evergreens are building on something here. The Evergreens lost to Spash 2-0, but they didn't play poorly in that game either. This is also a low-scoring, kind of pitching-centric game, and the Evergreens look like they're going to get this into the win column. We're still two outs away before going final. Curve tipped back into Nick Cotter's glove. Strike two. A ball and two strikes. Soppy's been a little erratic with his control, but he's been effective. Given up just one hit. One, two pitch here. Ground ball to the shortstop. Wiesman deep in the hole. Long throw. Got him. Let's see if he pulled him off the bag. I think he pulled him off the bag. I think he's safe. Wiesman was going to have a long, long throw there to begin with. The throw was low. And it'll be an infield hit. Brayton Ducharme reaches. One out, one on for Jake Busson. I, I think hit because it was deep in the hole on Wiesman's backhand side. Then he had to throw all the way across the diamond. I mean, when you're playing on a full-size baseball field, major league field, that's a tough throw for a high school shortstop. So that's Hudson's fourth hit. Bussin has a walk and a hit and a fly out to right field. Takes up high, ball one. And again, Kyler Soppy's got to remember here that the tying run is still in the on-deck circle. The go-ahead run is still in the dugout. So you call, throw strikes, challenge this batter. one pitch, big lead at first base that's popped up, foul ground, out of play, one and one. Hudson has not been able to break through against the Evergreens so far tonight. And it's getting just about as late as can be. 
1-1 pitch. Curve drops in for strike two. Boy, you know what? That is a slow and fat pitch. I mean, obviously, Bussin is geared for a fastball in that spot. That's the kind of pitch that you sure can't tip off because if a batter sees that coming, boy, that's going to go a long way. A ball and two strikes. Curve again. This is lifted to left center field. Going back, making the catch. There's the second out. Runner retreats to first. I believe that that is Elijah Schmidt, our new left fielder, who's just recorded the second out for the Evergreens. Hudson is down to their last batter, Owen Wedge, to bat now. Kyler Sapi looking to get this final out and complete a three-pitcher shutout for the Evergreens. Three-nothing, two outs, runner on first. And Hudson is about to go home on what's probably the most miserable day of their year. Hard time getting here. You know, again, they arrived. They were ready to play after about 10 or 15 minutes off the bus. First pitch is ball one to Wedge. I mean, it's just hard when getting here was a challenge to play well. There's a strike, one ball and one strike. And you know, of the three teams that the Evergreens are playing today and the two more tomorrow, Hudson looked like the toughest opponent. And here the Evergreens are, 3-0, with the Raiders down to their final out. One ball, one strike, and Sapi is coming home, fouled off at the plate, one and two. For the Evergreens, I mean, Everest had to wait, too. I mean, here we are, it's after 9.30 at night. And suddenly you'll forget all about that and enjoy the win if we can get this final strike here. One ball and two strikes, two outs. Sapi is looking to slam the door closed. Coming home, down low. Wild pitch bounces away and the runner moves up to second base. Two balls and two strikes. Sapi asks for time and said something to his catcher before returning to the mound. Don't need the signs here. Catcher and pitcher talked it through. Now a runner on second and the 2-2 pitch is coming home. Curve just missed. And a long Friday night will continue for at least another pitch. The count is three and two. Two outs. Brennan Ducharme is awaiting on deck if the game continues beyond this pitch. Three, two, down low. And the runners go to advance to third as it bounces away from the catcher, Nick Cotter. So a walk. Runners at first and third. Ducharme represents the tying run. Just looking at Ducharme's stature, he doesn't look like the kind of kid who's going to put one over the fence. Just not a big kid. Pitching coach Josh Nielsen to pay a visit to Kyler Sapi.
This inning opened with a line out to the shortstop Chris Wiesman. Then Braden Ducharme singled. Jake Busson lined out to left. And then that walk to Owen Weege. First and third, two outs. This was a quick conference. Brennan Ducharme is one for three, singled in the second, bounced into a fielder's choice and popped out to left. Evergreen's catcher Nick Cotter goes over the signs with all of his infielders on how the Evergreens want to handle a double steal here. Particularly risky, you make it out on the bases and the game comes to an end. There are still two outs, but Hudson has put runners on the corners. Sapi to Brennan Ducharme. Inside, ball one. Would you have a moment of pause if Hudson somehow loads the bases here? Shortstop Wiesman and second baseman Miles are also talking about who's going to cover second if Hudson tries the double steal. 1-0 pitch, bends him back, two balls and no strikes. I'm not sure I like the approach of just overthrowing here. It's still a 3-0 game. Show a strike here to Brendan Ducharme and trust your defense. The Everest defense has been good today. pitch. Runners are not going it again. That's up high. 3-0. Soppy is in danger of putting the tying run on base in this spot. And again, all three of the pitches have been overthrown and been way up high. And I would think that Ducharme is probably going to take here, right? It's 3-0. You'd love to put the tying run on base in this spot here in the 7th. 3-0 pitch. And that is ball four. A hit and two walks have loaded the bases in the seventh. Hunter Carlson hit safely the last time that he came up. A single, a walk, and he popped out to the third baseman, Hunter Carlson. Nobody's throwing in the bullpen. This is Soppy's game to finish up. Although I, well, Wyatt Miles, who's currently playing second base, is available in this spot. Something in the gap could tie this ball game. First pitch is up high again, and there's nowhere to put Hunter Carlson. What do you do here? Do you make Carlson take a pitch until Soppy throws him a strike? Probably, because you could get a run on the cheap. But you still have to drive the ball to the gap at some point if you want to tie this game. It is 3-0, and that is a high strike. That's a break for Kyler Soppy. It's a little bit above the letters there. One ball and one strike. Kyler needed that, and he got it. Hudson's got a lot of parents, and they're JVers who didn't play today. So Hudson's cheering themselves on, but the base is loaded here. Two outs. Hunter Carlson asked for time, and it was granted. Evergreens can play the infield back because there are two down, even though the bases are full of Raiders. 
One ball and one strike. Fisted that and foul down the third base line. A ball and two strikes. Hudson was down to a final strike earlier in this inning, and they're down to a final strike again. One and two. Drama in the seventh. It's a 3 nothing Everest lead, but Hudson has the bases loaded. And here comes Kyler Soppy home. Curveball, it's bounced up the middle. Second baseman Wyatt Miles to first, and the ball game is over. Hudson leaves the bases loaded and does not score in today's game. The Evergreens are 3-0 shutout winners over the Red Raiders. It's only Hudson's third loss of the season. We will be back with the happy recap after this break on 93.9 The Game and everythingevergreens.com. Final line score for the Evergreens, three runs, five hits, no errors, eight left, one error, eight left. Four Hudson, zero runs, four hits, one error, 12 left. Welcome back to Simon Field. I'm Chris Conley. Kyler Soppy wound up loading the bases in the seventh inning, a walk, the two walks and a hit but then was able to get Hunter Carlson to bounce out on the infield and to bring the game to a close. The Evergreens are 3-0 winners tonight. Congratulations to Josh Hopkins. He worked the first four and two-thirds, allowed only two hits. Hopkins is the winning pitcher, his first varsity win. Kyler Soppy worked the sixth and seventh, allowed two walks, struck out one and walked two. Kyler Soppy gets his second save of the year. The Evergreens with three runs on five hits, one error, and left eight men aboard. The Evergreens got two in the first. RBI single from Chris Wiesman, and a run came in on a double steal. And then the Evergreens added their insurance run in the third. Mitch Danielski with a triple, and then he scored on a wild pitch. Hudson left 12 on base today. The Evergreens, three runs, five hits, one error. Hudson, no runs, four hits, and one error. Thank you for coming over, Hudson. Have a safe ride home. Join us tomorrow for the Evergreens Triangular. D.C. Everest plays Holman, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. You'll hear it on 93.9 and at everythingevergreens.com. Repeating our final score tonight, D.C. Everest, three, Hudson, nothing. The Evergreens get their fifth win of the year against four losses. I'm Chris Conley. Thanks for being up late with us tonight. Good night, everybody.